and welcome to episode 38 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes that object so interesting to astronomers. So let's turn on the random number generator. Don't ask me what some of those sounds were. I don't quite know myself. The coordinates for this episode are 23 hours, 19 minutes, 26.6 seconds right ascension, and plus 79 degrees, 0 minutes, 13 seconds declination. These coordinates point to the star HD 220140, also known as V368 Cephei. This star is the brighter red dwarf in the star system that also contains a fainter red dwarf called HD 220140b. Both are smaller, redder versions of the Sun that are separated by a distance of about 4,000 astronomical units, where one astronomical unit is equivalent to a distance from the Earth to the Sun, and they orbit each other about once every 2,650 years. The distance to the star system is about 62 light years, or less than 20 parsecs. This isn't quite close enough to get the two stars onto a list of the top 50 closest stars to Earth, but it's still fairly close. Also, if I could have found a good copyright-free Star Wars sound effect to use right now, I definitely would have done so. HD 220140 seems like a relatively ordinary star at first, and it was largely ignored for a very long time. However, when astronomers started using X-ray telescopes in the 1980s, HD 220140 was identified as a really strong source of low-frequency X-ray emission. Stars like the Sun are not normally strong X-ray sources, so astronomers spent more time looking at HD 220140 to try to understand what the heck was going on. The first thought was that HD 220140 was a type of eclipsing binary star system with a really short orbital period of a few days. I didn't really find a good justification for why it should be an eclipsing binary star system, other than that the X-ray emission from HD 220140 looked a little similar to the X-ray emission from a completely different unrelated binary star system. Now, as I stated earlier, HD 220140 is in a binary star system, but the two stars are not eclipsing or otherwise close enough to interact in a way that would produce X-ray emission. It seemed possible that HD 220140 had another companion star and that this companion was so close that the two stars were impossible to distinguish from each other in the telescope, but if this was the case, we would expect to see some variations in the Doppler shifting of the light from the star system as the two stars orbit each other. Since no such Doppler shifting was actually seen after repeated observations were made of the star, the eclipsing binary star system hypothesis was eliminated. The more plausible explanation is that HD220140 is a star with a lot of sunspot activity on its surface. 
Sunspots in our sun are cool spots created by locations with very strong magnetic fields poking out of the surface, and they tend to be associated with solar flares and solar prominences. But sunspots in our sun don't cover that much of the sun's surface. Sunspots, or maybe more properly, star spots, on HD220140 seem to cover much broader regions on that star, and the magnetic fields are much stronger. This would lead to much brighter solar flares that would produce the type of low-frequency x-rays that astronomers see from the star. As I mentioned earlier, the star is fairly close to Earth, and this probably helps to make it easier to detect the x-ray emission from the star's flares. Variations in the brightness of HD220140 caused by the star spots moving from one side of the star to the other indicate that the star rotates on its axis about once every two days and 18 hours. For comparison, the sun rotates on its axis once every 27 days or so, so HD220140 seems to be spinning really, really fast. Interestingly, quite a few astronomers have worked on measuring the age of HD220140, and they think that the star is between 20 and 50 million years old. This is relatively young in astronomical terms. Our sun has an age between 4 and 5 billion years old, for comparison. Stars younger than HD220140 are called Tari stars, after a star in Taurus, and they are still surrounded by the disks of gas and dust that they formed from. HD220140 is slightly past this phase, so it no longer has a disk of gas and dust, and it is therefore called a naked young post-Tari star, or just a naked young star. This demonstrates that astronomers will use double entendres whenever possible as clickbait for their science journal papers. The other notable thing about HD220140, as well as its companion HD220140b, is that they are about 0.2 light years away from another red dwarf called LSPM J2322 7847. This is actually fairly close in interstellar terms. All three of the stars are similar distances from the Earth, they look like they're traveling in the same direction in the sky, and they look like they're similar ages. So it is very likely that these three stars formed together at the same time in the same nebula and have been traveling together since. And that is what makes HD220140 so interesting to astronomers. The location on the Earth's surface corresponding to the position of HD220140 in the sky is about 175 kilometers east of northeast Greenland in the Greenland Sea. This part of the ocean appears to be a location that is routinely ice-covered, even in the summer, which is impressive given the state of global warming. But I would anticipate that this part of the ocean will be ice-free in the summer within another 10 years or so. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. I have also now set up a Facebook page and a Twitter account for this podcast. You can find the links on the podcast homepage. Please follow the Facebook or Twitter accounts if you want news about the podcast or are interested in asking me any questions related to the podcast. I'll even try to occasionally post some images to go along with the material from the podcast episodes.
However, please don't follow the Facebook or Twitter accounts if you would like to leave posts about conspiracy theories involving the coronavirus pandemic, the United States elections, the UK Agriculture and Horticulture Development Board, or the UFOs that recently landed in Preston. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is immersion by Sasha Andy at www.sasha-andy.de, which is distributed by filmmusic.io under a CC 4.0 attribution license. The sound effects are from the Freesound Project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>